Welcome to the Big Yellow School Bus, and here's your host, Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools. Welcome back to the Big Yellow School Bus, Murray County Public Schools Talk Radio. We're here with Wayne Lindsay, District 10, Michael Fobright with District 4, and Betty Kinzer with District 2, the board chair with our Murray County Public Schools School Board. Let's uh, meet Mr. Michael Fobright. Michael, tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you do and what are your um, things you're looking forward to for the board? This is not your first term on the board, right? It is actually my first term on the school Okay, board. it is. Okay. I, uh, but you have some other history, right? A little other history. Okay. I moved here to Columbia. It's been about 20, 24 years ago now. Grew up in North Carolina. Worked at Trinity Lutheran Church and have earned my master's and bachelor's degree in education and have done a lot of different things within the middle tennessee region with educational jobs other than teaching in a classroom which is kind of ironic when you say educational jobs i'm thinking back to a book or more i have i have two books that have children's books that have been published and have also for the last up until last year worked in sales for children's books to schools and libraries. Michael, what are the names of the books that you've um, written and the published? The first one came out actually 10 years ago. It was called My Day with Daddy, which is just a I little, like that title. little daughter and her dad walking through the neighborhood. I have the daughters. So. And then the second one came out about five years ago. I, believe, I can't remember the name. I think it's called Little Hands. Little Hands? And it, it actually chronicles a baby's little set of hands all through life and the different things that it accomplishes and kind of a demonstration of no matter how small your hands are eventually they're going to grow up and do something to change the world absolutely i love that it's kind of a fun they're available still right online they are they're actually available at the bookstore on the square uh duck river books he usually keeps a pretty good supply and uh i'm on facebook you can always find me and i'll bring you one so if you need a couple (laughs) let me know you can even get it autographed if you get it delivered most definitely uh, so that's kind of kept me occupied up until this past year. I left all those jobs behind and am now a realtor with Keller Williams Realty. So when you get ready to make your move down to Mount Pleasant to live next <laughs> Just to Wayne, call you up, right? Call me up. I can uh, help you out. There's a lot of actually a lot of good so houses. I bet you'd like street. to sell my Columbia house and move me into a house in Mount Pleasant. Jack, I've got a card I can give you before I leave. <laughs> uh, but the most important thing is uh, I have my wife Jennifer. Her and I have uh, two children. Jacob is starting in kindergarten, and my daughter Catherine is in high school. Uh, so we have definitely a vested interest in Murray County school system. Prior to coming on to the school board, uh, as you mentioned just a minute ago, I served on the county commission from 2014 to 2018. In the last two years of that, I was commission chair. At the end of that term, I got a wild hair and decided to run for state representative when uh, representative Sheila Butt retired and lost to who has turned out to be a very strong representative for our area and I'm very proud of the work that uh, representative Sapiki has done on our county's behalf so um, after that I was just kind of sitting at home and a vacancy came up in the fourth district on the school board and I thought you know it's something I've had a passion for it's something I feel like I could bring a lot to the table in terms of having county commission experience being able to network that and bring that over to the school board side because there's been so much tension over the past years uh, bridging those two entities and I think having somebody who's had a foot in both arenas um, could be beneficial and that's uh, I was appointed by the county commission 
last fall and as you mentioned earlier was just reelected last week Congratulations. Congratulations to y'all. And I'm sure um, Chair Kinzer can uh, relate and and share that she is happy to have somebody that has been a commissioner and is on the school board to bring that knowledge and that connection. Oh, I I think it's I I think it's really important uh, that he he can look at it from that side, because there just always has seemed to be a lack of communication somehow. Sometimes our meetings don't gel to where we can be at either one of them. information is incorrect maybe even social media reporting something you know that's maybe not correct uh i think it's a it's a matter of communication and i'm i'm hoping i know i know that he recently got off the couch and went down to a meeting and and uh not corrected, but at least gave them an uh, idea of the school board that we do really want to work with together. And and I've seen that in many members of the of the commission as well. Because this past year, I've tried. To, I'm on the financial management board as board chairman, and attend all those meetings. And uh, I also try to attend all the budget meetings when I can. Uh, we need Michael Hickman to be there as well. So we're in, we're have proposed changing our meeting time that will agree with the schedule of the commission Yeah, no has. conflicts on the meetings, absolutely. Right. And I kind of to follow up on what yep. uh, Chairman Kinzer was saying, I think a lot of times in the past there's been animosity between two groups, not personally, but just as two different groups. Yeah. As people, we all like each other. We all know that we're pulling in the same direction. Mm-hmm. But I think sometimes things get said at meetings. I uh, watch several school board meetings where – representatives who are no longer on the school board uh, would talk pretty negative about the county commission and then as uh, Ms. Kinzer just said I was actually watching a live stream of one of the county commission meetings and something was said I disagreed with so I ended up hopping in my car and driving down there to speak <laughs> at the end of the meeting Good for you. was I tried to make it a positive thing I won't say that it definitely turned out but it, it did turn out uh, I think in the long run to show that we all are working in the same direction the county commission, I mean, that's that's 22 people who love this county and want what's best for this county. And you look at the school board, it's 11 people who want what's best for our county through the school system. And I think that we just all have to keep that in mind and put aside a lot of the yipping and yapping back and forth over budgets and buildings and this and that and look towards that common goal. So I think Ms. Kinzer hit that right on the head. You know, I, I agree totally with uh, what Michael's saying that – when I was on the board from 2012 to 2016, of course, Michael and I overlapped for a couple of years there. Um, and in those four years when I served on the school board, I, I thought we had a great relationship with the county commission. We well, we were able to get a lot of things accomplished. Um, you know, that's when uh, Columbia Central High School, the, the building of that uh, was approved. and um, EMG. Yeah, yeah, EMG, EMG money was approved to, to to help make some improvements throughout the system, and 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 we I thought we had a great relationship, and um, and kind of like Michael said it, it and maybe Miss Kinzer said it, but it it goes back to communication, and and I think maybe some of that communication has gotten lost over the last uh, couple of years, and um, and if we can um, you know that. Murray Alliance did an interview with all potential candidates. and, and That was great. I watched every one of them. You know, and one, and one of the questions were, you know, name three goals or something. And and that was actually one of the goals that I, that, that I told them about was I hope that 
four years from now we look back and say hey our uh, our um, uh, relationship with the county commission as a school board has greatly improved and um not that not not that there's animosity or anything but we just that that trust is built back between both entities absolutely and like michael said everybody likes each other they know each other they know you know who they are they may be friends they may go to the same sporting events um but to be on the same page is go ahead the key word is trust absolutely Uh, and and you know over the last couple of years we know all the things that have gone on between commission school, school board staff whatever and i think there was this disconnect a lack of trust uh in the school board and i think maybe if we can establish trust we, we all have the same goal we absolutely have the same goal and uh you know we want to provide for our children that's the main thing that we we educate them the best that we can and it takes staff to do that it takes attracting teachers mm-hmm. so that's that's an issue of salary it takes giving them benefits and that's an issue also a financial issue but the one thing he mentioned is that emg and what that was is they they came can you tell me what emg is okay probably not probably not uh, because i'm not familiar (laughs) with it so i'm not sure the listening audience would know exactly he was on the board i actually was not on the board but i i went to a meeting where they were they looked at every pipe and everything uh, to see what we needed over the term. Okay. And all the buildings were in disrepair. Okay. So the commission gave us some money to start those repairs, and, and now we're at a place where we're really not completely caught up but in so much better shape. But I'll let you talk about it because that was your um, deal. Oh, we, we always call it the EMG report, but EMG is actually the company that, yeah. that produced the report. Okay. And right. it's a different company now. Right. But it they just went through every – it was about school repairs facilities facilities they just, they just went through okay. facilities and looked at uh current needs they projected what needs would be over the next five years 10 years 15 years and um and broke it down by year that year one here here's here are projects that need to be done immediately and and year two and year and, and on down the line and it's um it was an astronomical number that was produced, to say the least. But, um, but you, but you eat an elephant one bite at a time. Yeah. So, and, and it's twenty three <clears throat> schools, and they're not all new. Right. Exactly. So it takes upkeep to keep these schools operational. I know Mr. Perriman, Assistant Superintendent, gives out great reports at the school board meetings and asks for money a lot of times to make sure the repairs are done and the schools are ready to accept children. Uh, maintenance has done an incredible job. Uh, getting things done i know even when stan breeden was here i mean you the things they accomplished in the summer paving painting going in those schools that looking fresh uh so the the emg provided us with the funds to to write some things that needed to be whether it was a safety issue or heating cooling all of that but also some funds to get the get the buildings more presentable and and you know the culture of the school is is how it looks and the people in it and Uh, So all that works together. So the bottom line is we are going to make sure we're connecting the county commission and the school board a little bit more, not overlapping meetings, uh, getting better communication and more transparency between the two entities. So we know that we all have the same common goal. We don't, we, the left foot has to know what the right foot's doing. So we're walking a straight line and not wobbling all over the place. Go ahead, Michael. Just to clarify what we've been talking about. I think even though the last, seven or eight years we've had some disconnect and some hiccups in the road from what i witnessed from when i first moved to tennessee i think that relationship between the 
the two entities is infinitely stronger now than it ever has been from I what agree. I saw. I, think, I see a strong relationship. So even right though now. we have had, you know, some hiccups here mm-hmm. and there, I don't want to diminish the fact that, you know, starting back, I mean, as far as, you know, I can remember probably as far as Wayne can remember being on the board, um, things are stronger now than they were previously. And, you know, I, I don't know how we would have managed to get through these last couple years of, of, uh, disruptions and turmoil and some problems that we've had if we didn't have the strength that we did have yeah and i think uh some of the things i saw when i first moved here in the late 90s early 2000s um i don't i don't know that that group would have survived very well but i think we've done a very strong job with the county commission's help and them with our help and making sure that a lot of these things stay on track and we've turned the corner and hopefully working towards a stronger future and be clear we don't want to do their job i don't have to worry about uh, landfills and all the men they have so many things that they have to look at and and discuss and figure out and they're the funding for the county and and i don't think they really want to do our business as well but they need to know when we make requests what they mean how they will impact it and how the county will uh, can respond to it I feel there's a very healthy relationship going on right now between Murray County Public Schools uh, School Board and the commission. Um, let's go ahead and um, you touched on it a moment ago, um, Wayne, where let's talk about some of the school board goals. You, you mentioned goals a minute ago, and I'd like to get into a, a, a more in-depth conversation about what you see the school board goals would be for Murray County Public Schools. Um, we're off to a great start with the administration working great with the board. Uh, Mr. Hickman's doing a great job. You've got a, a, a highly devoted team of individuals working um, from the office level to every administration at every school. I deal with them daily. These people work tirelessly, you know, to make sure that the kids of this, the children, the students of this county are taken care of. So let's talk a little bit about goals. Let's say. Ms. Kenzer, give me one of your thoughts about goals right now, and we'll go ahead and start a group conversation here. Let's go ahead and chime in as you see fit. Well, this I have, I have several goals. We'll talk, but the number one goal right now is that our county's growing. Uh, yes, we're seeing a lot of growth. Tremendous growth. Uh, we have great needs as far as uh, you know. Spring Hill needs some renovation. It needs some expansion. If that if we're going to to do that and that that costs a lot of money we all know that mcdowell has been we've asked for capital funds for now four years in a row and uh the commission has not been able to fund it quite yet and i i don't know at this point what the future for mcdowell is but it is something we'll be looking at very closely and then as we look at that we'll have to look at all the columbia school uh, elementary schools to see what their numbers are to see you know what do we do how do we equal this out how what do we do so that's another uh concern and and goal we have is to how to serve those children and then we've got older buildings as well mount pleasant elementary really is would be the next one that probably needs to be replaced but the other thing out there that we keep coming back to with the growth in spring hill is we're going to have to build another high school and that's a huge expense so that's way down the road, or maybe it's closer than we think. But those are all, those are all funding concerns. I'm guessing maybe a ten-year time period, right there. It, it depends on if we can get some more, uh, renovate Spring Hill and and get them so that they can service him. I mean, service they're more, at, more at children, capacity right now. So, um, I, I think that 
those are things i mean that we'll be looking at all the time the growth and michael what do you have uh to contribute on the 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 um the goal of the growth in our county and the school districts i mean it's it's here i mean we've grown leaps and bounds just within the last few years and you know coming from a real estate perspective it's not slowing down no, i mean everybody anticipated with the job losses and the virus concerns that we would see a big drop in the real estate market but that may be happening in other places but it's definitely not happening in middle tennessee and especially murray county uh, it's a very hot area for people to be moving to i think there is a genuine buzz about our school system that's bringing a lot of people here it's I getting positive it, oh yeah definitely and i think that we are trying to keep up i mean we can't plan fast enough for the growth that we're experiencing on the county commission side when i was there we talked about you know how long till we need a battle creek high school i mean we just built the elementary we just built the middle school um obviously that's the next logical step but i've i've heard it just this week mount pleasant's actually growing at a pretty good rate not quite to the level of spring hill but uh you know with the there's a new homes new developments coming in there so i don't think we can overlook that part of the county either but as far as the growth goes we have got to stay on top of it and the emg report that was alluded to earlier gave us a very nice detailed prioritized list of how to maintain our buildings and we started looking at them in terms of should a building be replaced or renovated or fixed and that gives us those tools to make those tough decisions that are coming in the future all right well let's go ahead and take a break we'll get back on the subject of school board goals after the break you're listening to the big yellow school bus i'm jack cobb communications director your school bus driver we'll be back in a moment don't go away big yellow school bus with your host jack cobb with murray county public schools we'll be right back after these messages from our sponsors Welcome back. You're listening to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools. Welcome back to the Big Yellow School Bus, Murray County Public Schools Talk Radio. We're here with Wayne Lindsay, Michael Fulbright, and Betty Kinzer of the Murray County School Board. Uh, the Big Yellow School Bus, by the way, airs Saturday mornings at 9 a.m., Sundays at 6 p.m., and Mondays at 12 noon. So this broadcast will be on over the weekend. Um, it airs every weekend. Let's get right back into our, our discussion. We were talking a little bit about um, with our school board members about school board goals. Um, Mr. Lindsay, you had uh, mentioned something during the break about school board goals and the infrastructure that we are dealing with in our current um, schools. You know, uh, personally, it, it's easy for uh, for me and, and probably for the board as a whole to get tunnel vision when we, when we begin to talk about growth in our in our county and our community and uh, you know uh, it's always a hot topic talking about building new schools and new facilities but but we have we have a ton of aging facilities and and uh, facilities that uh, are in need of improvement um, you know I'm, I'm um, a, a, an athletic guy uh, not physically but uh you love at uh, you love sports exactly me exactly. too and and you know and as i as i travel around and, and and see other facilities see where we we have a need for improvement and and i'm sure we can find that all over our system but but i think it's real important that we don't lose sight of taking care of what we already have while still um 
speaking in the conversation about about new facilities as well absolutely we've got to maintain what we have to make sure these children have a safe environment to go to go ahead miss kenzie well another goal i think and it's an it's an important one um 88 percent of our budget is personnel and of that personnel we have about 800 licensed certificated employees uh, unfortunately, our salary schedule is one of the lowest in the in the middle mid state. Our starting salary is the lowest. Um, we we need to attract those teachers that want to come teach in our county, be those that are, have the highest scores on their evaluation, that stay here, want to live in Murray County, and uh, that's one of the real keys in moving us forward as far as uh, you know we haven't had testing the last year may not have it this year but that you know the testing to me uh is not the most important thing it's it's what our kids get in the classroom and the other big issue with that is i think teachers and i i know all of them agree with me is that they need to be given grace they have absolutely had to take on more in this fall uh Many of them are doing both remote and in-person uh, teaching. They have uh, they're generally complained complained to, and not always uh, hear the best side of it. I, I just think we we are really fortunate to have the dedicated staff, all the staff, support staff, uh, bus drivers, and and we need bus drivers. We need um, we need substitutes. Uh, that's another real. You know, to have a substitute, especially now in this uh, time. So I think staff um, is a big part of what our goals need to be. So teacher, teachers are a big um, goal for the Murray County School Boards to make sure we have adequate teachers, um, well-paid teachers. Mm-hmm. My daughter's a teacher in Anderson County, which is um, over by Knoxville, and she does what she does because she loves and it's a passion Seven, of hers. Yeah, that's um, right. She doesn't make a ton of money, but she goes into it 200%. Um, every year she calls me up and says, Dad, I need this for my classroom. You think you can help me out? Um, fortunately, I'm able to help out and get her some of the things for her classroom, but not every teacher has that father or person that they can turn to to buy two or $300 worth of items for the classroom. And so I see where teachers' salaries need to be you know, in par with communities around us. Um, it will attract better teachers and keep teachers. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, Mr. Fulbright? Well, and I'm glad you brought that up because there is no way that we can pay teachers enough for what they're worth. Oh, I agree with that. You just can't put a number on that. They always deserve more. But I think as a board and as a system, what we can do is to start with the things that you just mentioned, making sure they're equipped with adequate supplies making sure they're not having to go out and dip into their own funds or their family's funds. Well, or, in, in, all, in all reality, my daughter likes to redecorate every year with a new theme. As many so, teachers do. Yeah, and, that, and so that that's where the fresh. money comes. You know, she's like, I need cactuses this year. And the school should have cactuses. <laughs> well, we when know we that run they... again, that'll be my campaign thing. <laughs> but no, I think what that gets into, though, is the fact that Teachers have to feel like they're not just scraping by on a shoestring. Right. If they want cactuses, they should have a way to go get cactuses or, or butterflies or right. rocket ships, whatever. Because it's not, you know, obviously you want to have a good paycheck. You want to be able to live. But you also, as an employee, want to feel valued and equipped to do what you're doing. Um, my son walked into his first day of kindergarten this morning, 
And I could tell by looking, the teacher was not there because she was getting paid a whole lot of money. She was there because she loved those students and was genuinely excited to see them. It goes so far beyond the lessons that you learn in college, whatever you get your degree in. It's a genuine want to do it to help those children out. That's what I see with my daughter. And, I, and that's those are the people we want to keep because mm-hmm. we want them to be paid at a level to where they can survive and feel appreciated. But there's so much more that goes into it. I think so many times as far as government entities, school board, county commission, whatever, we get wrapped up in what's the budget number of this. And we lose sight of what's the people factor in all this. And I think we, through all of this virus stuff, if nothing else, we have come to see that these teachers go above and beyond anything um, that they've ever been asked to do in the past. And we, I believe, have a whole new appreciation. I, my, I mean, I always knew teachers did a lot more than what we thought. These people are rearranging their whole lives to take care of these children, and that's what we need to keep in our forefront as leaders who make decisions. And I think they love doing that. Yes. You know, Mike, Michael brought up, he used the word appreciation, and um, I have a really good friend that's a, uh, a high school teacher in another county, and just this week he told me, he, he said, um, you know, he and I have discussions about, uh, you know, his, the way he sees things from a teacher standpoint, the way I see things from a board member standpoint, and and, uh, and and he and he told me he said as as a as a board member as an administrator um, anybody that's overseeing teachers in some capacity he he said if there's one thing I can give you advice on he said right now it means a lot for you if you do nothing more than tell a tell a teacher we're praying for you or we're you know you know we're we're, we're thinking about you we appreciate you um, he, he said right now that that means a ton to teachers. Um, because they feel like they're flying by the seat of their pants every day because they, you know, they came to work two and a half weeks ago and they just got introduced to a whole new way of doing their job and, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and not by their choice and not by anybody's choice. And, right. you know, we haven't talked about it a lot today, but you know, there, there's tons of, of, um, challenges that, 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 the whole world's presented with but uh you know but talking about school system that we got school system got presented with challenges that nobody ever dreamed of uh, starting in march and um you know and nobody has the answers uh people can act like they do but but there there are no perfect answers right now and um you know and and as miss kinzer used the word grace you know that that's uh for the people that's listening you know it it's easy to um find fault with 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 teachers it's easy to find fault with anybody that works in some public position but 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 now's the time to maybe look past that and 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 have some grace for the uh for these people because they're you can bet they're doing the best they can do and they're all doing it and it's new remote learning is not something we've done before and we had to do it quickly and put it together and make it happen and you know having grace for the people that are putting it together and the teachers that are learning how to do it that is very important one of the things too that goes along with that it's as we create a supportive environment for our teachers we also don't want to lose sight and i don't think we have lost sight of the principals and assistant principals because that's where that support front lines comes from i think mr hickman as the superintendent now has done a really good job of communicating with all those principals 
And I think as we look towards supporting teachers, we also have to have supportive and well-trained and equipped principals and assistant principals in place to offer that. And I'm going to take a, just a moment to brag on <laughs> District 4's own Woodard Elementary School principal, Dr. Curtis, who has been nominated for one of the positions of supervisor, supervisor of the year for Tennessee. He's in the running for, for that at principal at Woodard for is in our Absolutely. district there. And he's in a, a good chance. Of and he would be totally embarrassed word. that I say this because the first thing out of his mouth, anytime I've mentioned it is to credit his staff. And that's the sign of a good leader. I talked to him this week and that's exactly what he told me. Us as leaders as well need to look at who we're working with. Mm-hmm. And those are the people that get it done. And I think anybody in a leadership position knows that you, you lift up those around you. You don't rule from the top down you lift others up. And I, obviously, I'm proud of my, my home school's uh, principal, <laughs> but we have so many principals in our district that we serve do. like that, and we're just very blessed in that regard, and our teachers are blessed in that regard too. I think what, what you're saying and what we would say as a whole, the whole district, is we would like to have the, a culture in the school where we don't have the turnover of teachers. You've got leadership that they know they have a principal assistant principal that has their back and they have the support of the community for their school as well and 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 they're happy to be there so you you want that in every school that you have that kind of culture i know that i taught at a school that i felt had that because they had very few turnovers at the school everybody wanted to be there Mm -hmm. everybody respected their administrators i think it's that way in most all of our schools, I don't mean that, but I just think the, that if we can change the culture uh, of our the community as realizing how important the support is for the schools, you know, everything's not going to go right. I mean, every, everything doesn't go right at home, you know. So uh, that support is key. It sure is. Michael? Uh, or Wayne? I think we'd be remiss, you know, we're ending the first week of school and I think we'd be remiss not to mention um, really just how well things have gone this week in the it first has, week of school. It's gone really well. You know, to, to be honest, you know, people, um, we we all, everybody involved, parents, you know, uh, administrators, board members, uh, what I'm sure in the back of our mind, we were expecting things to be less than perfect. Um, and I'm not saying things have been perfect, but but the feedback that I've gotten, you know, from my three kids every day, they they come home and 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 my wife is a lot better at this than I am, but she always asks them how things go today. And um, you know, my kids talk about how great things are and, and how how glad they are to be back at school. And you know, and we we look at social media posts, and uh, we probably shouldn't at times, but but we do. <laughs> and and. The vast majority of those posts that I've seen uh, this week, they've been positive. They have. I mean, I even read one where somebody commented on a Spring Hill High School, um, high school students being thrilled to be back to school. That doesn't usually happen. I, I can't recall a, a, a year when I go, went back from when high school where I was really excited to be back from summer school, uh-huh. from summer but this year has been different. They've been out since March. They haven't had a lot of interaction. They've been um, kind of kept to the house and, you know, tried to coddle everybody and be safe when, with the way the pandemic has been. But things are getting a little bit more open, and we're getting as much back to normal as we possibly can. And these students are happy. They're thrilled. 
they got smiles on their faces going back to school. I think it, spe- it speaks volumes to the, even though it, there was not a lot of time, but the, but a lot of work got done in the in it those did. two weeks. Trust um, me, I, w- I was watched a lot of that happen. And and I, and I think it speaks volumes to the effort that you know uh, you know we, we mentioned t- with teachers, and, but and and sometimes we fail to to talk about administrators, you know, principals and vice principals. But you know, um, Sunday morning we were on our way to church, and uh, as as we um, rode by, uh, I, I won't say which school, but uh, so I don't embarrass someone. But I told my wife, I said, "Here's why this school is improving and getting better." I said, "Because there's the vice principal's truck at at, at ten forty-five on a Sunday morning because school starts tomorrow." And you know that, um, and I'm sure that happened all over the county, um, and, and that that's why this week has gone as well as it has because there's a lot of work that went into that. So. Yeah, I was at. Um Marvin Wright on Wednesday and I was we were there with the crew we were doing some photos and some b-roll footage for a company and we were filming the students arriving well lo and behold I'm out there and the principal is out there checking temperatures (laughs) greeting children welcoming them to school this would have been their second day back in school and she said, you know, men- she kept mentioning the Rockets because that's their, their 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 motto or their their nickname. And I had couldn't help myself, but I just said, well, I just met a rocket star today because you just proved to me what it takes to be a principal for one of these uh, these schools, especially elementary school. Your interaction today just amazed me, and I had to tell her because it's not just her. All of them. It's of them. Mr. Curtis. It's. Mr. White with the high school, Ms. P- Dr. Potts in Spring Hill. So many of them go above and beyond at the administration level to make these children's days as good as they are. And, you know, that's that'd be my third goal here, and I know we're ready to wrap it up, but uh, one of the things we brought Mr. Hickman to do is he has a, a history of it, uh, getting scores up. So I think that uh, building this staff, building the culture, that it'll all pay off in that regard. I think you're right. I think um, with his drive and, and his determination, we'll be able to do a lot of the things like bringing the scores up, winning your goal, uh, work on retaining and getting great teachers, retaining the ones we have and getting more great teachers, um, substitute teachers. We need substitutes right now. Um, we need school bus drivers. And we mentioned it last week on last um, week's uh, Big Yellow School Bus. Um, we gave a plug to the uh, transportation department because we are in desperate need of um, uh, people that can drive school buses. Um, there are so many things that go into making the school board run, and I can't thank you guys enough as being school board members. You actually put yourself out there, even have to run against an opponent to get the job, and then you get it, and then you go into it with uh, 150% all the time. I listen to you guys at the school board meetings. You guys do an amazing job keeping things in order, keeping things on track. I look forward to working with you, um, Mr. Lindsay, in the future. Um, can't say enough about how much our school board does for Murray County Public Schools and how much we thank you for that. Thank, thank you, you for having us. Thank you. thank you. Well, that's it for this week's edition of the Big Yellow School Bus with Murray County Public Schools. Thanks for joining us. We hope to have you next week on WKRM-FM. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.
Thank you for tuning in to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools. Hop on the Big Yellow School Bus every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. and Sundays at 7 p.m. to hear more about what's going on at Murray County Public Schools right here on WKRM 103.7 FM and 1340 AM.